You're listening to Aspen Audio. Welcome to the Aspen Audio Podcast, where we seek to highlight Knoxville area musicians one song at a time. This week, we are sharing another conversation with artist Holly Sykes, featuring her song Explosives. We'll also be sharing a portion of the interview Holly had with her friend Will Thorley, the producer of this song and her EP, The Cynic. After Holly and I chatted about explosives, she recorded a phone call with Will discussing his part in bringing this song to life. The full version of this conversation will be shared as a bonus episode on our Patreon. You can find out more about supporting this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash aspenaudio. If you'd like to continually support Holly's music, you can keep up to date with her shows and music releases on social media. We'll link all of her information below. We hope you enjoy this deep dive and stick around to the end to hear Explosives in its entirety. Will you talk me through like how um, this song was like written and produced from start to finish? Like, did words come first? Uh, did a guitar line come first? Yeah. And then like you, you maybe talk a little bit about how you produced the EP as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of the quintessential. I wrote the words and now I have to put guitar with it. And so I'm just going to pick mm. three very easy chords song. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote, and actually I did not realize this until I was looking back at this song. Um, I started the song with just the chorus part like a bastardization of the chorus part like something completely different but it had the guts were there and uh then a month later started a different song and was like oh what do I do for like the chorus Mm. and went back and found it and I was like how does that fit how does that fit so well are you kidding me so um I yeah, I wrote the words first. I kind of got them in and together and like uh said what I wanted to say. I'm going to pull them up really quick so that yeah. I can, you know, be reflecting, but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's a very anecdotal song. I think that uh I think all of my music is very anecdotal. It talks a lot about concrete moments that held meaning. Um like it basically just like lists occurrences. Um, that have like a common theme. I think that's kind of a songwriting tactic that I come back to a lot. Um, But, you know, I was, I was struggling with feelings in a lot of my relationships at the time. And this is an anxiety that I still have is like this countdown feeling of like, things are so good and the other shoe is going to drop and I don't know when that's going to happen. And so, you know, trying this idea of trying to diffuse the bomb and, you know, wondering what the ending is going to be like just needing needing to know Mm -hmm. I think that was very important and so I'm going through a lot of that um and had had some different like relational experiences in this time some very intense intense you know romantic feelings were arising out of this time and um wrote that wrote the words got them all out shook them all out and um then I wrote the guitar line, which is just three chords over and over and over. What is it? Is it, is it John Prine? 
says four chords in the truth, three chords in the truth. That's his like, it's his thing. <laughs> I've never heard that. I'm going to like, I like have just misquoted that. My friend Parker is going to kill me. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I, I'm, I think that's right. So, you know, it's, it's just your, your standard, your standard issue, three chord song about love and anxiety. And I, you know, got that all written out, wrote the chords for it, slapped a capo on it. Like, um, and that, that's just how it existed. That's how it was. Mm. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I was like, maybe I could like thinking about production, maybe I could throw some like brass on it. I don't know really what I'm thinking. Um, and initially when I went to record with my friend, Will, who, uh, produced the cynic in its entirety and mm. did a wonderful job. Um, when I went to him, I was just going to record Arizona and re release it as a single. Mm. That's all I was going to do. And then, um, so we did our first session for that and I was going to go back to like tie up some loose ends. And then I realized I wrote the song in the gap between those two sessions. And, um, and I was like, I texted him. I was like, Hey, I might have another song. Like I might be able to do two songs instead of the one. So I took it in and I, I was just like, okay, I have this. And I like played it for him on the acoustic. And he was like, okay, great. What do you want to do with it? And I was like, don't know. No <laughs> idea. So we kind of messed around with some ideas. I was like, you know, could put like a brass line here. Could put, you know, um, whatever. Um, a lot of different options. And um, uh, play, like played out what I was thinking the brass line could look like. Yeah. And then I had a final due in like 48 hours and I was like, okay, I'm going home. Like I like was, mm -hmm. cause I recorded in Murfreesboro and I live in Knoxville. And so mm -hmm. I did, I did the bare minimum. We, I went out there, did what I could for explosives. And then I did the cynic and uh ransom drive in that kind of sitting and um, left and just left it to him. And um, I can get more insight from him on kind of what that looked like. So honestly, after after I left, I was just like, okay, here's this acoustic line and the vocals. Have yeah. fun. And um, he then I didn't hear it again until he sent me the original mixes, and it had everything. It had the little like twinkly little guitar and the brass and the drums and da -da 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 and all the stuff. So it's kind of like explosives is his baby as much as it is mine mm -hmm. because i did the like i planted the seed and then he like yeah you know made it grow into something um so that's kind of our like our joint effort um so i can't i can't speak much to the production process after it initially got written um but he did a wonderful job on it which is you know i'm grateful to him for that Well, this very much feels like um, all the songs were kind of written around youth. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think that it didn't start out that way, but there's definitely this like uh, relationship with nostalgia and like the power of, you know, being, life being too damn short to just mm -hmm. like, to not feel your feelings. I mean, I the song is about, is mostly about a guy I knew for a week and then for other circumstances that for his privacy, I won't go into we like never saw each other again mm. and you say that and it's like that is ridiculous you wrote this like very meaningful song about this person that you knew for you saw probably like three or four times but i'm all, i wrote it when i was 19 mm. and i think that that's you know that adds a layer to it where it is naive it's supposed to be naive and yeah. dumb and and <laughs> But you feel everything so big, so it's like, why not? Why not feel everything big? What yeah. are you losing? Yeah, I love, I love stories like that. Yeah, where it's like, and then they walked out of my life forever. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Also, so I wanted to hit on a little bit of your poetry. Yeah, and like, I feel like uh, when songs are written, sometimes certain aspects can take center stage, like. Uh, the rhythm or like the instrumentation yeah. um, and sometimes the lyrics lead the way. Um, where would you say this song leans as far as like, is it, is it more poetry than music or is it more music than poetry? Um, let's see. I mean, I think that I, there are things that I pulled directly from poetry but there are often things that I pull directly from my my like poetic writing um I think mm, I think it started I think a lot of my songs start very lyric heavy but I think that the main euphoria of the song comes from the instrumentation mm -hmm. um like I think I like to think that somebody who didn't know English could listen to it and kind of get get the same idea of this like foolhardy like 19-year-old fantasizing about something that is not going to work but like allowing yourself to just be stupid. <laughs> um I think that, that that kind of came alive in the instrumentation of it. Yeah. Because it's it's acknowledged in the words, but I feel like you can say whatever you want with words, but if you're putting it over something, if you're putting it over an instrumental that there's not a lot of life inside, then sure, it's not going to do its job. Yeah. You know? That was the case with this one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I meant to bring this up when we were talking about lyrics, but like bent over the bomb again with my wires crossed is just like, I can't like technically be like, this is good writing because of this isn't it. Yeah. But like, it's, it just gets me. I'm like, <laughs> thank that's you. a good line. God, thank you. It, I mean, it, it is. I, I, hmm, I wonder if I can find that. I ripped that from a poom and I mm. wonder if I can find it. Yeah. Um, in like a very short amount of time. So, okay. So this says, Yep. 
I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad we're together. While you look at me wide-eyed and let the words, I think we were meant to meet each other, spill past your lips, I immediately start diffusing the bomb. I'm bent over crossed wires, praying I remember to cut red, cut red, anything to delay our inevitable demise. Mm. So that's where I stole that from. And I actually wrote that about a, a friend, a close friend at the time. So that wasn't even a romantic poem. That was just mm. having a having a strong feeling for somebody I care about. Yeah. And um but yeah, yeah. that so that line, I mean, I think that kind of characterizes the song is called Explosives. Like that characterizes yeah. the the mood and tone of the mm. whole thing. Um and so yeah, I'm glad that you that you are hooked on that one. I like of that course. one too. Here's a portion of Holly's phone call with Will Thorley. Again, we'll be releasing a full version as a bonus episode on our Patreon. Well, my name is Will Thorley, and I did production for uh, your EP, Holly's EP, um, The Cynic. Uh, I recorded uh, a lot of the stuff, and I helped record also all the other elements that I did not personally play. But yeah, and I had a hand in the um, orchestration, I guess, of some of the some of the songs. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were a big help, as you know. I mean, I've I've talked to you up a lot, but um, one of the things that we kind of were talking about in this episode of the podcast because it centered around explosives was the production process for that. And I was kind of talking about um, how I, I like wrote the words and the acoustic part and then that was all I did. And I just brought it to you and, um, you kind of, I had some idea, I had some ideas, but I had to go back. And so you kind of just took it and ran with it and turned it into something. So I was uh, wondering about your kind of where you drew from and like the, the creative decisions that you made, like what that looked like. Like, I know that I had suggested like the brass line and Garrett really delivered on that, but like the other components, like what went into kind of turning it into what it was. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think I would say, you know, with any song you look at it from like, uh, you know, instrument basis, especially if you're dealing with a song that's mostly acoustic, you know, singer songwriter. Um, so like when you brought me the songs, I, I was mostly just like, um, trying to think about like what, what elements and what instruments, you know, you need for a song, you know, to build around this song. And, you know, I, cause I wanted it to, you know, become a full-fledged production but I wanted to stay true to also like what you had brought in and you know your songwriting uh, etc and so um, so for me um, as well as thinking about the you know like the sonic qualities it was it was a lot of just thinking about the parts and like how how do you how do you uh, write parts that are complementary to the song without sort of making it you know too much about like one thing or the other. So, um, so I mean, I would say the first place I I started with was like the drums because I think, I think that's like so important to this one in contrast to the other songs on the EP. This song is very like rhythmic and moving, moving. And so I, I, I definitely like had the drum part in my head when you, 
when you first played it for me, I was thinking, you know, oh, I really hear the drums like doing, you know, this like nice six eight like you know rhythm and really keeping that consistent throughout like most of the song. So yeah, absolutely. That was where I started. And I think sure. I think one thing also that kind of uh, we touched on this morning was how it started very lyric heavy but I think it's one of those songs where um the instrumental became almost like euphoric in a way like the the euphoria of the song kind of lies in the instrumental over the lyrics so like you wouldn't even Mm -hmm. necessarily need all of the like you wouldn't need the exact words to like get the feeling um so like I'm also curious as to like what you drew on to like uh, translate, I guess, translate that if if you even drew on anything or if you even consciously drew on anything at all. I think that would be that's interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I think like, you know, when you're writing songs, not you in particular, but just like when anyone is writing songs there, you know, like you said, consciously or subconsciously drawing from sources of you know, music and rhythm and stuff that they've heard before. So uh, definitely one of the biggest draws, I think, was um, sort of the, like, tones and stuff of the of the indie acoustic, like, movement that's going on right now. You know, like, I, I know that me and you both definitely look, like, up a lot to, like, Pine Grove, the band. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because I really feel like the way that they recorded sort of, not that they were like the first ever to do it, but I definitely think that they're the fact that they like are embracing a more um, like like sort of home recorded, like down to earth, maybe more roomy feel for me that that definitely really influenced like the way I thought about the, you know, the sonic recording of it. Like, OK, like it's actually, you know, like a band like that, you know, popularizing music that feels more like, you know, it could have been made in like your mom's basement like like the popularization of that sort of music really like had a massive impact on like the way that um I recorded this song in particular I would say so pine grove and and kind of just that movement and that that vibe in general not to use the word vibe but <laughs> no yeah no you you can use the word vibe that's allowed Here is Explosives by Holly Sykes.
Thanks again for joining us this week, and big thanks to Holly and Will for sharing their stories with us. Keep up to date with our podcast and events on social media, our website, and on Patreon. We'll see you all back here next Friday for another song story.